It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. edition of this week in fantasy coming up in just a second sigmund bloom will join me we will go through the entire week three slate of games sigmund awesome enough to give me 34 minutes of goodness this week that's awesome normally i'll you know bullshit a little bit at the start give you some of my thoughts but you guys don't really want that right no god please no no really no okay all right, I get it. I get it. That's cool. Blocked, snuffed, rubbed out, erased. If you want more of my thoughts, obviously I will be talking to Sigmund and sharing thoughts there as well. But bleedinggreennation.com tomorrow, every Friday morning, I will have a start-sit column out with uh, some of my best plays and worst plays of the week. Uh, disclaimer at the top, and I've already gotten a lot of response to it. I'm not saying it's start the sits over the starts and sit the starts over the sits and all that. It's dynamite drop-in money. It's all comparative to their value and rankings on a week-to-week basis, consensus rankings, all that type of stuff. But last week, didn't do too bad. Oh, good for you. Told you to sit Russell Wilson. That worked out. Told you to sit Levy and Bell in daily. I'm not saying you're sitting them in your seasonal leagues, but that worked out pretty well, too. Obviously, I have some misses in there as well. It's not my fault. It's their fault. That's right. It's their fault. It's their fault. I am not uh, omniscient. But uh, uh, first two weeks have gone pretty well. So, and uh, more than anything, it's just fun to uh, get the opportunity to uh, to write a little bit. And uh, let me know what you guys think if you want to tell me how stupid I am, as Detroit Lions fans did after I was completely wrong about that game in Week One. Uh, feel free. I didn't even know there were Lions fans. There are, and they reached out to me and let me know to shut up, shut up about their team. So, thank you, Lions fans, for that one. All right, that's enough of me. As you guys uh, have made it very clear. Uh, you're here for Sigmund, as am I. I'm here for Sigmund. I enjoy talking to him. It's uh, it's one of the best days of my week, so uh, uh, always grateful for it. And uh, here it is, my conversation with Sigmund Bloom. And as always, I'd like to welcome in our weekly guest, co-owner over at footballguys.com. And of course, you can follow him on Twitter at his name. He is uh, talented, intelligent, wonderful. If you've never heard him before, you're absolutely going to love him. Mr. Sigmund Bloom. Sigmund, what's up, brother? Just another week. Uh, it feels like so much has already happened already in two weeks. And I know some of you, maybe you are you're feel like your team is the roadkill, but hang around. Other people's teams are going to suffer misfortune, and there's many more twists and turns left this season. 
Yes. I mean, look, uh, if you had told someone two weeks ago that Kareem Hunt would be a uh, top five player in fantasy for the rest of the season, like, you know, like people would have thought you were crazy. And that is certainly on the table right now. Um, for, right now, the best player in fantasy. So, um, all right, well, uh, let's jump in segment. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, we dive in and cover every single game on the slate. And then we uh, have a little fun and go inside segments. Uh, uh, like I said, intelligent, but also somewhat warped mind. And that's what we love about segment. Uh, all right. So let's jump in segment uh, uh, tonight. Uh, maybe, uh, as uninspiring, unex- I guess we should just say the normal Thursday night fair, the Rams setting into the Niners. What do you think about this one? Well, we all get a chance to see Jared Goff and what Sean McVay's done with this offense and uh, to get to enjoy the Todd Gurley show, which is back on the air. And for San Francisco, we get to watch Carlos Hyde be a badass and see you know, just how close we are to midnight on the C.J. Beathard doomsday clock. Maybe he can do more with a, a Kyle Shanahan offense than Brian Hoyer. Hoyer the destroyer has, but... Uh, oh, man. And, and hey, you know, the Rams at this point should feel like they could potentially be contenders in the NFC West, but the 49ers' last three wins are over the Rams. Yeah, I certainly did. I, I thought Hoyer was serviceable. He is a... He has clearly not been so far. Uh, ugly game uh, all around. Should be uh, should be fun. Uh, all right, Sigma, let's jump into the uh, the actual main slate, the Sunday slate of games. A lot of action this week. Um, not a ton of, of uh, top-tier games, as it were, but uh, let's jump in. Anyway, let's start off uh, with the London Fair. Don't forget to set your lineups 9.30 in the morning, East Coast time, Sigma. Uh, 8.30 for you and those West Coasters at 6.30 in the morning. Make sure your lineup's set the night before. But uh, Baltimore heading into Jacksonville, who uh, eventually we could just call the London Jaguars, right, Sigmund? Maybe. Um, preview. <laughs> uh, this one's going to be like sumo wrestling. You know, both of these teams just want to play defense and run the ball. And I would guess that Blake Bortles will make more mistakes than Joe Flacco, so that could set up Baltimore with more scoring opportunities. See how this backfield sorts out. I think Alex Collins is that dark horse coming up on the outside to take touches from an injured Terrence West. Everyone's focusing on Javorius Allen, though, on the Jacksonville side. You know, we're seeing the limitations of Blake Bortles. It really was just that Houston's offense was that bad. So the page maybe not turning uh, for the Jags, maybe just a rerun. You still have to play Leonard Fournette, but you know that it can always go like it did last week and they can end up in good old Blake Bortles garbage time. Another rerun. Yeah, no, like, um, man. And then, you know, I know Allen Robinson, obviously, and uh, you know, it was like there was so much uh, excitement around Saxonville yeah. after week one. They got a week. <laughs> hey, more than hey, usual. you're right. It's you're Cleveland right. saying, when can we get a week? That's a great point. Cleveland favored on the road this week. We'll get to that uh, uh, actually in just a second as that's our next game up. But, uh, yeah, I totally uh, – uh, such a bummer for those poor fans in Jacksonville. They may as well just move them to London. They've they've inflicted enough pain uh, there in Jacksonville. But I, I agree completely, and I think this could be uh, an ugly one. But, um, you know, the Titans just smacked them last week and certainly uh, knocked all the excitement out. Uh, all right, the aforementioned uh, Cleveland Browns heading into Indy. Uh, Sigmund, we, we, we do the fantasy stuff here, but uh, in addition to the fantasy stuff, the Browns favored on the road. Did you think you'd see the day? No. And <laughs> so, so we'll see, you know, on Deshaun Kaiser still feeling it out, but to try to test this indie defense downfield, we'll see if Vontae Davis is back, but they have a new potential number one receiver, Hollywood Higgins or shot Higgins. And it just shows you how quickly things change. He goes from the practice squad to being the number one receiver in one week. Um, Unbelievable. And, and maybe potentially someone that has value in fantasy leagues. On yeah. The in- yeah. Well, 11 targets right last week. Yeah. And, and looking good doing it. And Deshaun Kaiser, if he, he's not shy about throwing 
and uh, Corey Coleman's on IR, Kenny Britt, just kind of collecting his money and, and saying, I'm good now. And uh, we'll see what happens on the indie side. It, you, you're just not trusting anybody. Jack Doyle. I Sorry, take that back. Jack Doyle. The Browns have given up big days to Ben Watson and uh, Jesse James. And, you know, the interesting story here for the Browns is, is it getting better? Because you face the two big bullies after school that take your lunch money, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. But then you get to pick on someone your own size. Yeah, no, it's a great point. Uh, and, you know, man, uh, Richard Higgins, it's a great story. Uh, but, you know, Kenny Britt, like who could have seen giving Kenny Britt $30 million as a bad idea coming? Everybody, that's the answer. Um, Sigmund, real quick before we move on, just a quick Ty Hilton question because I want to follow up on the, uh, the you know, start no cold thing because I'm pretty close to that with you. But, like, what, like, how far down has Hilton fallen for you? Like, where, where like, what kind of receivers, like, who are you starting Hilton or who are you starting over Hilton? What type yeah, of names? Sure. Well, look, it's, it's, um, We've had two data points now with Hilton, so we have a good idea here. So some of the, you know, I, I might play um, Tyrell Williams, Rashard Higgins on the other side of this matchup. I'd probably rather wow. play Rashard Higgins. Um, wow. You know, players in that matchup against San Francisco, um, like uh, uh, Cooper Cup or Sammy Watkins, Jamison Crowder's coming on, Jermaine Curse, the king of garbage time. It, it's just because really all Cleveland actually has been pretty good against opposing receivers not named Antonio Brown. And I, I do think you're going to see Jack Doyle continue to be the focus for Jacoby Brissett. And I, I just think it's too easy to take away T.Y. Hilton whenever they, they know that he's going to be the downfield focus of a very inexperienced passer. Yeah, it's a tough one for Hilton owners, but uh, I, I think I agree with you. I know that uh, I, you know, I, I got J.J. Nelson in a league, and I'm, I'm thinking about starting him over him. So uh, tough, tough stuff there for those owners. All right, uh, let's uh, move on to uh, – the game that we care about here in Philly the most as uh, the New York Giants heading into town. Two questions here, Sigmund. Uh, one, you know, what do you think about the game? And two, how awful is the New York Giants offense? Because they are terrible right now, Sigmund. Yeah, it's bad enough that you're wondering about Odell Beckham. I mean, not that you're going to drop him. Maybe you trade him. But you wonder how good can it be for him if they can't keep Eli Manning upright? How good can Eli Manning be at this advanced point in his career uh if he's not confident in the pocket brandon marshall is not going to contribute anything evan ingram is an interesting guy here though he's got a concussion so yeah the giants might be picking in the top 10 next year and when they need a quarterback because davis webb is not the guy no yeah no it's interesting because it's like the first time you know the eli thing it's like he hasn't looked good you know for a while but like he's kind of just found it i think obj maybe extended his career a little bit even but um, I think we're starting to see the uh, the end of the the Mannings era period, but the the end of the Eli era here as well. Uh, for for all the people out there who do who listen to this outside of, of Philadelphia, Eagles defense is a great Woo! play this week. I mean, I'm telling you that D line is going to practice have your sack dances. Their, yes, no, like Eagles linemen. It's going to be. I saw someone tweet this, and I, I said uh, on the the post game show after. Uh, after the Kansas City loss, that that they could uh, half jokingly, half serious, break the sacks record for a game <laughs> in this game, and someone tweeted out it would be retrib- retribution for that Winston Justice game. So yeah. uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with that. All right, segment. Um, moving on. Uh, let's move from the uh, AFC uh, NFC East to the NAFC East, as uh, uh, potentially the worst team in football, the New York Jets, hosting 
the Jay Cutler led one and O Dolphins. What do you think about this one? Yeah, how can it can it keep up? They won a tough road game. Now they have an easy road game. Cutler looks good. He looks like he did in Chicago, playing under control. That's good for Jarvis Landry and his PPR prospects. It does look like Cutler and Parker, Devontae Parker, are going to have a downfield connection. They just missed on a few big plays and made a few big plays. Parker stealing one from Casey Hayward that was supposed to be an interception, making one of those big time plays. Only a few players can make the NFL. And Jay Ajayi. And we have to, you know, make sure his practice is okay, his knee is okay, but he looks like he's ready to be a warrior. He looks like he's ready to go in and take the ball 25 or 30 times a game for this team. And everything clicked uh, in a very tough road game for them. And for the Jets, it's garbage time. Jermaine Curse, uh, maybe Austin Sperian Jenkins, who's back from a suspension, but it's going to be a long year for the Jets. Yeah, man. I, they, they look really really bad. well they look like a uh, team that you know they're just punting the year and it's th- tanking yeah, yeah. And they're absolutely what look i'm from philadelphia i know what tanking looks like they're tanking um yeah. but uh, uh i think yeah the other takeaway for me i think uh out of all this i think adam gase might be a a very good nfl uh head coach uh all right uh moving on uh sticking with uh at least an afc's home team the bills who just squeak by the Jets and then kind of play one of the uglier games. A lot of ugly games last week, but one of the uglier games of the week, maybe the ugliest, uh, losing 9-3 to three in, uh, against Carolina. Obviously, Zay Jones, the, the monster uh, drop there. But Denver heading into town. Uh, is you just start your Broncos, or, or are you at all worried about a West, uh, West East thing? Not automatically. And it's not a West East thing. I, Buffalo's defense is okay. I mean, they – well, no, I it. meant in the sense of like, uh, you know, like the, the West Coast, West sure, Coast sure, the early, for like the an early, early yeah. 1 p.m. The early start, Denver. I think Denver will be well prepared for the game. Trevor Simeon's been fantastic. I, I think maybe Buffalo's front seven is a little better than we think, but C.J. Anderson is, is running hot right now. Uh, so you, you, I think you do play all of your Broncos in this one. And you see Buffalo really is going to be able to be contained again with Denver's corners. Denver's been fantastic against the run. You saw what they did to Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. So I, I think this is going to be for uh, this is going to be one of those home games where the boo birds come out in buffalo and speaking of tanking yeah no and they're like kind of low-key tanking there um what uh shady though what do you kind of do with shady like well, how far down your rankings does he kind of fall yeah so you know at this point um I, I, in PPR leagues, you might be considering a James White, depending on who's going to play wow. over him. Um, in a non-PPR league, uh, you know, we're just looking for yards and touchdowns. I think Jonathan Stewart versus New Orleans it becomes a, a, an interesting play. Isaiah Crowell against Indy is an interesting play over him. Um, Derrick Henry, we have to see what DeMarco Murray's going to do. If DeMarco Murray's con- limited, Derrick Henry's an easy play. I, I just think that when you play out this game in your mind, we already saw Denver contain Ezekiel Elliott. So and um, Cordy Glenn is banged up, the best offensive lineman. So when you play this game out in your mind, die. How is Lashawn McCoy going to get going? Yeah, it's a it's a bummer for McCoy owners. I, I'm with you though. I I would uh, I would be very hesitant to play him. And I'm with you on uh, the Broncos. I think Trevor Simeon. Uh, I think the the uh, you know, look, he's not going to uh, account for seven touchdowns every two weeks or whatever he's got so far. But um, man. I think he's better than uh, I think better than people thought, and and with weapons around him and a decent O line can make some some things happen. Uh, I think he's valuable uh, the rest of the season. All right, uh, uh, speaking of uh, points, uh, New Orleans heading into Carolina. Uh, obviously, I think everyone remembers the the slugfest, uh, the forty two, whatever that was, a couple years ago. I mean, this has been a series where where usually Cam can get it going, but. Man, he did not look good last week, uh, or or really all season, but missed a couple big open passes last week, Sigmund. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. I got distracted. No worries. I can. Uh, it's the beauty of editing, sir. Refresh. Tell me what the lead in was again. Uh, I basically just uh, it's uh, Panthers. Panthers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Saints and just uh, uh, Cam can usually. Yeah, yeah. Put up in these types of games, but you know, are you are you risking it? Sorry about that magic of editing. No worries. Yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful thing, man. Three, two, one. Okay. Well, Newton's been knocking off the rust, still not totally in focus, missing, as you said, some easy throws. It should have been a touchdown to Trisha McCaffrey at the end there. So it should be a field day for Carolina's offense. Uh, if we have one thing we've learned this year, it's start everybody against the Saints. Everything works against the Saints. Uh, and it could be a big week for Devin Funches, who was having success last week with Greg Olson out. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin's a little banged up. Uh, so Funches could be a focus in this game, along with, of course, the running game, Stewart and McCaffrey uh, and, and Newton. Really, you're, you're going to want to make sure that Newton gets in your life. On the New Orleans side, outdoors, away from the Superdome, usually rough. Uh, Drew Brees still not really putting it together. Uh, Kobe Fleener's been okay. Michael Thomas is, is still reliable. Ted Ginn has been, uh, well, Ted Ginn inconsistent. And the mm -hmm. backfield's split three ways. So it's really hard to find a play here on the road against a tough defense. Yeah, that's scary. I, I think the New Orleans, you know, the run uh, is over, obviously, as they haven't been good for a little while, but um, it, it certainly looks like this is going to be a rough season there. And uh, Carolina, we'll see. I, I have hope for Cam. I think a great call with Funches. I think if anyone stands to benefit the most from the Olsen injury, I think it's Devin Funches. All right, uh, heading in uh, your squad, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers heading in uh, to what should be an easy matchup in Chicago, but uh, I know that you never think it's uh, it's as easy as it's going to uh, to be as others think, and obviously been yeah. on the road. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, that's the thing. The limiting factor is Roethlisberger on the road. Chicago's defense played a little better at home than they did on the road, although it was more their offense played better against Atlanta than they did against Pittsburgh against Tampa. And Pittsburgh is going to put a lot of pressure on Mike Glenn and probably force him into mistakes. So it, it's a game where you know we saw Martavis Bryant get off. Uh, of course, Le'Veon Bell is. It, I hate to say players do, but you know, uh, bigger days are coming as long as he continues to touch the ball 25 plus times a game. Uh, and Roethlisberger's playing well enough that he deserves a look on the Chicago side, though. It's really Tarek Cohen, and that's about it. And and that's really more of a PPR league play where you're going to get seven, eight, nine short receptions. Nothing happening in the downfield passing game. Jordan Howard's arm is in a sling. That's not good when you're a power runner, and it's going to be a long year. It's it's we we, we have a a feature. You should have a feature. The, the Mitchell Trubisky watch coming up soon. Also, the <laughs> AJ McCarron watch, CJ Beathard yeah. watch. Uh, yeah. You know, the Deshaun we thought watch it was going to be the Patrick Mahomes watch, but that uh, Alex Smith is no. uh, staving that off a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, sometimes that also also the value of that competition, uh, which could be what's going on with Trevor Simeon, with knowing that Brock Osweiler is sure. there if he were to fall off. Yeah, no. Can you imagine being scared by Brock Osweiler? Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm with you here, and uh, I think Lev uh, uh, gonna get it going. I expected a slow start. I'm totally into the uh, running backs who hold out sl starting slow thing. Like you know, players in general. I think you know you need a little time to get in the game shape. I think he's got that time. I think uh, he could bust out this week. All right, uh, heading down to Detroit, still in the Midwest, as a uh, the Falcons heading in. The Falcons look pretty damn good on uh, on Sunday night. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Is this uh, is this a lot of points, or will there be some defense in this one, Sigmund? I would think a lot of points, and two teams at two and zero. Oh, 
this is a really fun one. Um, Detroit has their past defenses look great, but they played Carson Palmer and Eli Manning. Uh, so it's not, it's not going to be a walk in the park against Matt Ryan. And you, of course, he's got Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu emerging as the number two, uh, Devontae Freeman playing well, Tevin Coleman all, always dangerous. And on the Detroit side, Matthew Stafford is playing extremely well. And you're going to see him use now the balance of four targets Kenny Galladay, uh, his big week one splash, followed by Eric Ebron with a good day a good night against the Giants and, and of course, mm. Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. So I would expect some points here, although Detroit's running game is still limited because it's split three ways with Dwayne Washington getting in as a goal line, Theo Riddick being the best receiver out of the backfield. But th- this is one more for fantasy. It's just fun to see if Detroit can keep this momentum going. Yeah, totally, especially because Stafford last year had that stretch where, you know, Jim Bob Cooter takes over and it's like, whoa, Stafford's unleashed. And then it kind of, you know, fizzled out at the end of the year. I know they made the playoffs, but more of a – of a, uh, you know, at least from a stats perspective, became more of a, you know, dink and dunk type of thing. So, um, yeah, it's it's fun to see the, the Lions playing well. I didn't see it coming. Uh, all right, uh, let's stick with a, a NFC North home team there as we've got another NFC South, NFC North matchup. The Buccaneers sitting at 1-0 heading in to play the Vikings. Sam Bradford practiced today. Uh, what do you think about this segment? You like the Winston Evans connection. You like the Bucks defense. You like their ability to get 30-plus carries in this one. And Minnesota, even with Sam Bradford coming back, he's going to be under fire. That knee's going to get tested. Uh, I, I would be wary of playing anybody in this offense outside of Dalvin Cook until we see Bradford move the same and have some of the same results. This is a tough matchup anyway, and that offensive line really didn't do him any favors against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm with you on that, especially, I mean, that that Tampa defense is, is low-key pretty good. I mean, just the, that linebacking core. Uh, with you know Alexander in there and David in there, they get some some real playmakers. McCoy, of course. So uh, I'm with you there. I would be hesitant to start my Vikings, especially with the you know Sam Bradford could could tweak that knee one play in, and and then it's Case Keenum to the rescue. So uh, all right, let's hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> head down to uh, head up as it were to New England uh, as uh, uh, the Patriots not surprisingly looked back. Uh, last week, as uh, I think uh, hopefully most people have learned not to write those guys off quite yet. Uh, Houston heading into town to Sean Watson. Any hope for the Houston offense? And and how do you feel about this Patriots offense going up against a, a potentially good Houston defense? For Houston, Deshaun Watson has some garbage time potential, running potential against the prevent defense. Uh, and the, the Texans defense just isn't as fearsome as it used to be. And our corners are banged up, too. Uh, and then DeAndre Hopkins. You know Hopkins is going to get peppered with targets no matter what. On the New England side, the decoder ring is the injury report. and, and you know, Or will we see Rob Gronkowski? Will we see Danny Amendola? Will we see Philip Brissett? Will we see Chris Hogan? Will we see Rex Burkhead? Uh, Mike Gillisley is steady. Brandon Cooks as the only healthy wide receiver. Uh, you might want to give him a look this week. And then otherwise, you get back to me later in the week. It might be a Dwayne Allen week. Uh, it might be a Danny Amendola week because he seems like he might be the second healthiest receiver at this point. Could be a Deion Lewis week. He had a massive game against the Texans in the playoffs last year. Or James White. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I mean, they're certainly taking some injuries this year too, but they, they just keep throwing guys in there and, uh, you never know what it's going to go to. So I'm with you. I think if Amendola's out there, uh, and again, also the type of guy who could, you know, take a hit and be out in a second. But uh, I do think that uh, he's one of those guys who, with Edelman out, Brady seems to trust when he's out there and look for him in those safety kind of security blanket type situations. So Amendola, in my mind, a good PPR play uh, this week if he is out there. All right, uh, uh, heading into potentially the, the the best game of the the day here is not a lot of. 
you know, marquee type matchups. One of the better ones, the uh, Seattle Seahawks, who have really struggled so far, heading in to face a Tennessee Titans team that just, as we said, stomped all over the Jags. Uh, is a big one for Seattle here. What, what do you think here? Look for some adjustments uh, from Seattle in the pass offense, more no huddle, more going downfield. So it might be a good day to give maybe give Russell Wilson some trust. I understand if you're not going to at this point. Tyler Lockett's coming on. This should help uh, Doug Baldwin. We have a clear lead back and Chris Carson that you can play as a running back two or a flex uh, against Tennessee. Tennessee's offense got going. It's still going to be a very tough test. We don't necessarily have clarity among their tar- targets except for Delaney Walker being one of the few tight ends you can count on. The big, big story here, though, is DeMarco Murray with that hamstring. And Derrick Henry, well, Derrick Henry looked like Leonard Fournette if he played for a good team. Yeah, uh, Henry and- looked Henry looked good. So th- this could be one of those he takes it over and doesn't look back if, if Murray is limited because uh, he's ready. It's like ripe fruit ready to be picked. <laughs> it's, a t- it's a terrific analogy. Um, and I'm with you there. 100% Chris Carson is the guy in Seattle, correct? Yeah, it's, it's clear that he's, you know, Eddie Lacy, the, the healthy scratch, um, CJ Precise with the limited role, Thomas Rawls, just to change a pace. And, and Carson's earning that and, and showing them that it's the right decision. Yeah, I agree 100%. In fact, I have four fantasy team seasonal leagues. There's only one player that I own on all four teams because I believed it from the beginning, and that's Chris Carson. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's move on here. As uh, uh, what, uh, what, If you had headed into the season, you would have thought this might look like a good game, but yeesh, one of these teams not as good. Green Bay coming off a, a tough loss in uh, Atlanta, obviously at home, looking good against an ugly Bengals team uh segment obviously I think you're starting your Packers here uh you know keeping an eye out for the Jordy injury and all that but what what do you do with this Bengals offense the Joe Mixon owners the AJ Green owners Tyler Eifert looks like he's not going to play Andy Dalton like what 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 do you do here heads will roll right um and on, yeah, I mean well they already have right well, and, and is Andy Dalton's next and uh, that's that's the big yeah. question here um, yeah they don't score a touchdown uh but and Devontae Adams looks really good in this one with Nelson and Cobb banged up Cobb maybe a little more banged up than Nelson maybe Martel Spennett gets a bump here Ty Montgomery looks fabulous on the Cincinnati side it's AJ Green and the squeaky will will get the grease 15 targets you know 10 catches that's in the cards we want to see with the new offensive coordinator does it include the best running back joe mixon does he get touches a la chris carson you know does he rise to the top of this backfield does it matter with the offensive line and, and aj mccarron watch it's on yeah no i'm i'm with you and, and and you know what it should be on i mean like andy dalton's fine but that dude has never won you a playoff game and it's been a long time so i i, I fully support that uh all right uh speaking of uh the aforementioned uh not time yet the man who said i am not ready to give up my job quite yet alex smith taking his 2-0 chiefs in to face philip rivers and uh that 0-2 chargers team that that I, you know i just am chargers gonna charger man every yeah, right. year they exactly. find ways to lose at the end uh what do you think about this one some, yeah, speak- some fantasy goodness here potentially speaking of reruns yeah uh, yeah. it's it's the same old story. Um, Kansas City's defense is tough, but Keenan Allen looks like he's the same as always. And uh, when he's healthy, Melvin Gordon looks fantastic. Uh, otherwise, there's four targets they can really use. It's going to make it hard to predict week to week who would have the best plays. But Philip Rivers is still playing well despite the 0-2 start. Uh, familiar place for him losing these close games. Alex Smith looks great. Tyreek Hill still got open deep once last week. And if Alex Smith doesn't overthrow that, we're talking about Tyreek Hill's potentially every week play. Um, and Travis Kelsey, obviously, every, every week play. And the correct answer was Kareem Hunt. If you said Kareem Hunt, you tell them what they win. 
<laughs> they win their fantasy leagues, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> especially if you got him before the Spencer Ware injury and you've got your ninth, 10th, whatever it was, round pick. And I know he snuck up as the drafts went on, maybe a six round pick, whatever you got that guy. He's a top five player. Um, you're looking good. You know, you're looking good. And uh, I'm with you there. Uh, I will just second the Keenan Allen thing. Uh, I, I, I love Keenan Allen. I think he was underrated in draft season. I think he's underrated now. I get the injury thing, but. Um, when he's out there, when he's playing, he is 100% Philip Rivers' go-to guy. And, and this week especially, Kansas City, their biggest weakness probably at the slot corner with Philip Gaines there. So I've, I really like Keenan Allen. All right, uh, heading uh, Sunday nighter here. Uh, potential for some real offense action here as well as two defenses that have struggled. Uh, Oakland heading in to face Washington. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, um, can we just take a moment to say go Oakland? I mean, uh, you know, if it's not your home team, root for Oakland. Yes. You see Marshawn Lynch dancing. Oh, I'm all in. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Eagles through and through, but the absolutely 100% well, of the Eagles can't win it. I want the Raiders. And as an Eagles fan, you're especially pulling for them against Washington this week. But, you know, Cooper, Crabtree, Lynch, Carr, this offense is clicking. Washington ran the ball more. It might be a Samaja Pirine week, although Rob Kelly is practicing. It's just rib cartilage. So Kelly actually looked better than Pirine last week. Uh, yeah, Chris, much. Chris Thompson mixing in here. Terrell Pryor has an easier matchup, not facing Tremaine Johnson, so he could bounce back. James Crowder looks a little better as Jordan Reed is banged up. Uh, you know, J- Josh Doxson still on the fringe here trying to make out a role in this offense. Is this offense going to be as good as the last two years? That's a legitimate question. Oakland's defense isn't that impressive. So Sunday night, we'll, we'll get to answer a, a lot of these questions or at least get another answer on the Washington side where Oakland, you know, I think the die is cast that Derek Carr is saying, if I had stayed healthy, maybe it would have been last year. Yeah, no, and who knows? I mean, they're really good. They're good. I'm obviously, some defensive issues, but Khalil, make, Khalil Mack makes up for some uh, deficiencies. And, and that offense is legit. It's one of the best in the game, especially considering how great that offensive line is. Uh, and I think on the Washington side, it really big week for both Cousins and Pryor. Pryor came out and said he's going to – we said he's like, I'm going to have a great season. It's going to start now or something like that. But I think it's a big week for those two guys. If they can't produce against this Oakland defense – I'd be very worried about their season-long prospects from a fantasy perspective. All right, last game of the week, the Monday nighter, the Dallas Cowboys coming off an ass-whooping in Denver, heading into Arizona. Arizona obviously skirts by Indy, but does not look good. How do you feel about this? Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott's fate hangs in the court's hands. Maybe it'll be the last time we'll have talk about that uh hopefully hopefully for him it's the last time uh but it it looks like you know we're waiting for the fifth circuit it's not we're not totally out of the woods he may not play in this one but Dak Prescott needs to bounce back the whole Cowboys team needs to bounce back Zico Elliott had his worst game as a pro Des Bryant's gonna have a much better matchup than he had the first two weeks so that's good news for him to bounce back Jason Witten turning back the clock Uh, and they're gonna need to pass the ball because their defense is terrible and again, Eagles fans, you, you got the best team in the division. You, you got the best quarterback in the division. Uh, so you got these things going for you. Um, maybe Arizona will have Carson Palmer have some things going for him. Jerome Brown, J.J. Nelson, Larry Fitzgerald, who was, was really blanketed last week. But that's how Nelson and Jerome Brown got going. Maybe they all get going against the banged up Dallas secondary that wasn't that good to begin with. And it, everything old is new again with Chris Johnson, too. Not necessarily a great fantasy play, but it looks like he's going to be the most valuable back in Arizona, if there is a valuable back. Yeah, no, and uh, I I love your comments about the Eagles. Obviously, I think we all do. And and look, I'll say this. I think you're right about Wentz. I think he's the best quarterback in the division. But I also think that if nothing else, I think the Eagles' defensive line and the the depth of rotation – 
is the best single unit in the division, and it's the thing I count I could count on the most, I think, week to week, and I think that's going to give them a real uh, advantage. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you as well on uh, – look, uh, uh, Dallas, Dallas' secondary is bad, so I, I think it's a start your receivers against Dallas kind of thing. All right, coming up in just a second, inside the mind of Sigmund Bloom is Sigmund um, and I both have uh, uh, similar types of minds, and uh, that's why I love – uh, to chat with him every week, the highlight of my week. Uh, Sigmund, uh, what's going on over at footballguys.com? Anything uh, in particular to check out this week? Just you know the churn, um, DFS, IDP, Dynasty, your classic redraft leagues, everything you're looking for, we're covering it from every angle. And uh, it's, it's just fun to, to be caught up in it and feel how much it changes, how much happens each week. Absorb it and, and be ready to turn the page and, and see what we learn this week. Yeah, it's absolutely worth signing up. It's so great. It literally covered, like you said, from every angle. Um, so uh, certainly worth your time. All right, let us head inside the mind of the great Sigmund Bloom. A f- uh, four pack of questions. Uh, as usual, last week I had a theme. This week I don't. It's a hodgepodge of four questions. Uh, let's start it off with uh, what is your desert island movie, as in. Not necessarily the best movie you've ever seen, but the movie that if you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life and no other movies, what movie is it? Yeah, um, I'm going to go back to the movie that was my favorite movie when I was like six years old. I'll just say The Blues Brothers because it's a terrific and, answer. And, 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 well, it was my first favorite movie and saying it on the fly and, and feeling like, well, you can only watch one movie forever. Well, then I'm going to get to see Ray Charles and James Brown and Aretha Franklin and Cab Calloway and all the guys from Booker T and the MGs. And it's an uplifting story. You know, we're on a mission from God. So uh, John Belushi will always live on if on my desert island. That is uh, wow. Great answer. Great answer. We're off to a great start. All right. Question number two segment. Uh, if aliens arrive and said we are going to talk to one person, humanity must pick an emissary. Who would you pick as the emissary? Obviously, it must be a living person. The Dalai Lama. Um, because, well, I don't know. See, here, this is an interesting question. Now you're going to get really psychological with me. <laughs> I, when I came up with it, I was like, this is such, this a, is good. This is such a good question for Sigmund. So the question really revolves around the idea of whether you think the aliens are hostile or benevolent. Exactly. That's the whole, exactly. That's the whole question, right? Yeah, but I, I tend to project what I see in myself and I'm not saying I'm a good person, but I'm not, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just think that, uh, we, we would want, we would want to show the, the aliens that we're okay. And we have higher yearnings and strivings than just domination. Even though I suppose if you watch our history from an objective point of view, as the aliens might, they'd be like, ha, yeah, Dalai <laughs> Lama. Well, you know, it's like the movie Mars attacks, basically, you know, um, yeah. so something like Mars attacks. So, I guess I, the fact that I said Dalai Lama means I shouldn't be the person to answer this question. Pass. <laughs> oh, man. That, that might, that's among the best answers in the inside the mind of Sigmund Bloom history. All right. Let's move on. Uh, if you could whip uh, – I've probably asked you similar types of questions uh, like this last season, but a lot of new listeners this year, so I've kind of come up with a different version of this question. But if you could witness any moment in history as in you're sitting there watching it happen – what moment would it be? Mm. Um, probably, I would say, going back to San Francisco at some moment in the summer of love, probably at a Grateful Dead, like an electric Kool-Aid acid test, and just getting to be there and be part of that. 
That is such a terrific answer as well. And I think it gives you a, a I think that's really going inside the mind of Sigmund Bloom. Like a, no parachute, you know? Yeah, no, I think, I think you know, you hear a lot of people be like, I want to be there when Jesus was resurrected or... Maybe you know, that's a way to, that's a portal back to that moment. I mean, that's the thing. Electrocoid acid test could be a portal to any of those moments. Boom. That's such a great answer. All right. Uh, final question. Uh, a bit of an, you know, a, a kind of a, a, a vast question, but uh, what is your favorite way to waste time? Mm. Favorite way to waste time. Why? Well, I, I mean, it's, I guess it, the, the word waste is loaded. You know, yes, because you can take it negatively or positively. Yeah, I mean, I would say like everything I do revolving around football is a waste of time. <laughs> but at the same time, I get paid for it. I have a job; it's my job. So before that, it definitely would have been football, like just toy, like letting the kitten in your mind play with that yarn, the ball of yarn. Um, uh, you know, again, like I, I don't consider it a waste of time, but I, I just like taking walks. I just like to walk. Um, I like to take walks in the neighborhood. I like to take walks around the lake, um, just walking. I think it's meditative. It puts my mind at a state that uh, it, where things just like, – like the surface of a pond, it reflects much more clearly when it's tranquil and walking does that. So I like walking, but it's not a waste of time. No, it's really not, but it's a good answer. I think that's the point. Like a waste of time can be like – you know, I love Something's not productive. We're good Americans. Yeah, exactly. A waste so of time. So let me let be... me let me in in this moment interject and say there's yes. um, Life Without Principle by Henry David Thoreau, and I think it's is it called In Praise of Idleness by Bertrand Russell. There's two pieces out there by two of our, our, our best minds, or at least our most lucid writers, uh, Bertrand Russell, all about how work. Oh, don't even get me going about the work ethic, the Protestant work work ethic. Oh, I know. You could go for a while, couldn't you? We, I don't know if we have the this time. I don't I think you have the time. Candidacy for 2020 president. <laughs> I vote for you, Sigmund. I, I really would. I swear. Oh, the work man. week. That's, always, that's the first plank. The first plank, shortening the work week. I, well, I'm all for that. A siestas, uh, all that kind of stuff. We'd be so much more productive in the time we did work. Thank you. You know, I think I think we force it. But anyway. You, uh, might, that's, you might be part that, of the cap. Right, yeah, that's a, that, I think this is a discussion for a different, a different day. <laughs> oh, that's why you're the best, Sigmund. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, uh, can't wait to talk to you next week. Peace. Awesome, awesome stuff. One of the better inside the minds of Sigmund Bloom we've had in a while. Is those answers were just on point. Uh, there is uh, that alien answer. That was a perfect answer. Is I. Uh, I often wonder that as well. Would they be here to kill us or would they be here to work with us? Answer me! One of the great questions of our time. Um, all right. Uh, but you guys don't care about that. You care about fantasy. So uh, good luck to everyone this weekend. Coming up next week, uh, we will have Sigmund. Obviously, I'm trying to uh, get another special guest on, uh, potentially one not even from this country. Good day, Mike. And it is a good day or a good night either way. Working on that. That should be coming up as well. And uh, uh, not an alien, for what it's worth, but uh, uh, just not an American. So that should be fun as well. And uh, again, good luck to everyone. I will say, 0-2, if you're 0-2, look... You got to win this week. Like, pull out all the stops. Uh, fantasy is a one-week, weekly-type game. The further you fall in a hole, the harder it is going to be to come back from it. It's not like the NFL where there are 16 games. You've only got about 13 or 14 weeks, depending on your league before the playoffs start. So, look, the record of teams who start 0-3 
in the NFL and make the playoffs is non-existent. I think it's five teams since the merger. So I think you have a better chance in fantasy because you can kind of fix some of your problems. But at the same time, you really put yourself in a hole. So pull out all the stops this week. Do whatever you have to do to win. It is worth it. I want winners. Uh, and for those of you sitting at 2-0, and nice job. Let's, uh, let's keep winning. And 1-1, one and one, let's, uh, let's get uh, on the uh, positive side. Of 500, and again, uh, uh, if you need help, at James Seltzer on Twitter, I do my best to respond to all of them. Sunday mornings are really busy for me, but we do a Facebook Live show on the WIP Facebook page, on the Bleeding Green Nation Facebook page, answering all your fantasy questions, gambling advice, all that type of stuff. Uh, I probably had my best week ever last week. I was like 11-3 and three in games, which I don't even know how that happened, or 11-2. and two. That'll never happen again, but the fantasy stuff I can handle. So um, hit up questions there, and again, if you hit me up on Twitter, try if you can to hit me up before early Sunday morning, so it'll be tough. But either way, I will do my best to get to every single question that I can. So again, uh, good luck to everyone in week three. I hope you all score lots and lots and lots of points. And uh, we'll be back next week with Sigmund Bloom and a whole lot more to uh, get you set for week four as uh, this season just already hurtling through. And uh, hopefully it'll slow down a little bit. Uh, but let's uh, let's enjoy it while we can. So, uh, again, until next week, thank you for listening. Uh, I will be back next week with uh, Sigmund and hopefully more coming up soon as well. And everything, of course, that you, can, uh, you need. We've got you covered at BGN Radio as well for all your Eagles needs and everything else. So, again, uh, I will be back next week. Thank you for listening. This has been the Week 3 edition of This Week in Fantasy. Picture me rolling in my 500 bins. I got no love for these There's no need to be friends that got me under surveillance. I swear somebody can tell it. No, there's no being so. But I ain't the one selling. Don't want to be another number. I got a fucking gang of weed to keep you going under. The federalities want to see me dead. Just put practice on my head. Now I got two rock dollars by my bed. I feed them lead. Now I'm released. How will I live? Well, God forgive me for all the dirt and food dead. Feed kids. One life to live. It's so hard to be positive. When you're shooting at your crib. Mama, I'm still thugging the world of the war zone. My homies is in, mate, and most of them dead grown. Full grown, following your man. Just scheming on ways to put some greed inside the palms of my empty hands. Just picture me rolling, crossing the beers on the rings that is.